Welcome to Stuck in the Cry Room. We all know the cry room too well at church, the place we don't want to go. But feel we have to because of our situation. As Catholic families, many parts of our life can feel like a virtual cry room. We're stuck and don't know how to get out. Host Joe Holt and John Cox will discuss these current challenges affecting today's families. And provide practical solutions so you are no longer stuck in the cry room. Welcome to Stuck in the Cry Room. We're happy that you're joining us this week. We are your co-hosts, Joe and John, John and Joe. We're glad that you're here. (laughs) We are still unpacking the book, uh, Raising Upright Kids in an Upside Down World by Dr. Ray Gurendi. And uh, every single week we've been unpacking two chapters at a time. I think we have just one more episode after this one, right? Yeah, but uh, I always love our pre-show. I think we need to start recording our pre-shows, and we need to kind of put that somewhere. Like, just not... Random thoughts? Well, you know, just put it on, I don't know, put it on just Facebook, or just put it on Instagram, and not put it on... The podcast? The podcast, yeah. I don't know. We have we had some interesting conversations about Headbangers Ball, and about New Kids on the Block. Oh, oh, oh. Come on, you know the the right stuff. I, I you don't no, know the dance. It, I grew like up. A, I grew up dance. in Massachusetts. I had to I, suffer through that in the in the, what is it? Okay, which in means that, which means you know the dance. In junior high and <laughs> high school, I just suffered through that. Every girl in in oh no, everywhere, but Massachusetts particularly had the it's poster in the, the locker. Brothers. Ah! Yes. <laughs> Oh, it was torture. I'm trying to find torture. a date. Honestly, it was impossible. Like maybe it was high school too, a little bit of high school. And you can never get a date because these girls would like were so enamored with the guys. Of course, they go to the concerts and guys like me were just, well, I don't know. Maybe I was just a dork and that's why I was left out in the cold. My yeah, sis- I don't think new kids had much of an effect. I think I was just a dork. <laughs> my, uh, my, my sisters and I, we would pick out which one we're going to marry. Yeah, exactly. Every girl, yeah. every girl during class was mm-hmm. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I never, but that I liked how clean cut they were. I never understood that. You know, I, I just, I, I've never been a big fan of long hair, which like you said, when my husband decided to grow out his COVID hair, I was like, cut that off. Yeah. Like, stop. <laughs> I told you when I met you, I was not interested in long hair. Why are you now choosing to grow long hair? Because he's going bald like the rest of us. In I know. He thinks it's, I know he thinks. It's, it's to cover the bald spot in the back of our head. <laughs> I'm like, we're not doing a comb over. So what we're no comb over. I was going to say, yeah. So 20 years from now, he'll have the comb over <laughs> and it'll be like a toupee. That's a, I like how Monsignor Tom embraces like yeah. the baldness. Yeah. You know, like, I, I think that's nice. You, you should well, do that. During, during college, <laughs> most, of us, most of us guys just shave our heads because there's no... It was Steubenville, and there's nowhere to go to get a haircut. Oh, you know, I and can so, I could see that. And so I just bought yeah. clippers, and I was going towards the Franciscan route, so I had a big goatee and a shaved head. And the, oh, my god! And it was great. And I looked okay, like a I thug. Don't... It was great. <laughs> I don't know why. People didn't want to talk to get me. Your good big Maybe I should do that and... again. Maybe I should do that <laughs> again so people don't talk to me. My office would be a lot more quiet. Oh my gosh, no. Who's that criminal in the no, office over there? But you're right. Marty has been embracing, like, you know, I'm losing my hair. I, I want to, like, enjoy these last few years I have with it. And I think that's why he grew it out. But it was just, it was a mess. I'm, I, I told this, him that. So the problem is, it doesn't grow as, as you're getting news. older, it doesn't grow evenly. So, like, when I get my hair cut now, <laughs> it's like really short here. 
So they don't need to cut here, but then. Well, you know, but for girls, we do that. Like one side of my hair will grow faster than another side of my hair. Really? Yeah. I don't know why that happens. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. How do we even get on these tangents? We always do. Sucking up too much time here. Okay. Let's pray. All right. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full Full of grace, grace, the the Lord Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women. And blessed blessed is is the fruit of thy womb, womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother Mother of God, God, pray for us sinners, sinners, now and at the the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm glad that you did that. Thank you. Me too. (laughs) Praying usually helps. Well, we usually do spontaneous prayers, but it's so nice just to kind of, you know, bring back the Hail Mary, the Our Father, you know. That's really good. Anyway, so we have the chapters this week were about the television, uh, you know, parameters and constraints on the television, as well as the chapter was titled Overstuffed. And if y'all remember last episode, John and I made the assumption. Did we do that on air? I think we did it no, on we air. Did not. We did it? Okay, so we were thinking, oh, so if you want to stick your foot in your mouth now, <laughs> you go right ahead. It's okay. I like embarrassing myself. Yeah. So we were talking about overstuffed and we're like, oh, gluttony. Oh, awesome. I'm going to love this chapter because it's, I, I love food. And so it's going to be all about food. It wasn't. Well, it is and it's not. It is about gluttony, but not gluttony in terms of just food, but gluttony right. in terms of materialism itself, stuff. But when we think about gluttony, yeah. we will think about food. Right. We won't but think gluttony about is more than just food. It's, it's yeah. just materialism. And uh, St. John Paul II talks a lot about that in his encyclicals about the Western civilization and its problem with, with materialism um, and how it affects us many times. Well, I would tell you with the surge of social media, that's not going away anytime soon. No. You know? um, I know that there's been plenty of times that I have, and he talks about this example in the book. Maybe you have the same woes, mm-hmm. but I will go into my kid's room and it's absolutely a disaster. Yeah. He talks it's about that. It's horrible. And, and then I think, you know, the reason why it's so messy is you have way too much stuff. Yeah. Let's get rid of half of your stuff. Yeah, so he says in the book. Let's that's do it exactly right now. What he let's says. grab our trash bags. Yeah. Let's get rid of half the stuff. But after you get rid of half the stuff, it still gets messy. So it's like, where did this other stuff come from? Oh, my friend gave this one to me. Grandma sent this one. You know, I mean, so I don't know if there's a way to always stay ahead of the curve on this issue. Have you in the home? Um, Not in a home. When I was single it was easier because to me it's like my worst something i didn't want it i'd either give it away or throw it away um and i think when we were starting off in our marriage we had our, our four kids at the early stages of our marriage um we kept everything because you didn't think about the future you're like i need to keep these clothes i need to keep these things because we can't afford to buy new stuff so now that we're in a better position um now it's it's to me it's we got to go through that stuff and get rid of it all like with mandy she is in the habit of keeping all this like shoes we have like boxes of shoes that she keeps because the kids feet would grow (laughs) okay i got a side note here (laughs) i don't blame her like it was funny so as our kids were growing Mm -hmm. like we would get mad at them for growing Because we're like, you can't, you can't grow. We can't afford new shoes yeah. for you. We just bought these shoes. Yeah, we just bought these shoes. Who are you to grow? <laughs> Who do you think you are getting bigger? You're not allowed to get bigger. These shoes are meant to last in the next you five years. You are going to make them fit. You're going to make them fit for the next five years. Take the soul out of them. Yeah. 
Cut the toes off and then you toe stick out. That's fine. It's okay. They're me- your, your heel's meant to hang off the backside. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so that's, but, uh, you know, so that's the thing. So we kept like, she got a lot of hand-me-downs for her siblings and stuff. So we had a lot of hand-me-downs and we used a lot of it. Um, but now we're in a place where like, they're so old. You really don't want to keep them. Like they really should, yes, give clothes away to goodwill and stuff. But even that you, there's, there's stuff you just need to get rid of. I mean, it's not good yeah. to keep it all, but that's the thing. She's just in the habit of keeping it all. And, um, now I'm like, we need to just purge everything. <laughs> but then again, she's, then she brings it back to me and says, well, if we purge everything, we got to buy new stuff. And then I'm like, <laughs> touche. Good point. Yeah. So it's, it's hard. It's hard to walk that line. So, but then again, she'll buy stuff. I'm like, okay, if we're going to buy stuff, then we need to throw stuff away. We need to get rid of this stuff. Yeah. But that's not really what he's talking about in the book. He's more like when the children, you know, distinguishing between wants and needs. Mm -hmm. And so uh, he makes the point like stuffed animals. Like, you know, when a kid has a million stuffed animals, that's a want. It's not a need. Um, Again, certain other material, clothes, you know, is it a want or is it a need? Um, especially clothes, that's a hard thing because Manny would be like, well, this is a need. And I'm like, no, it's a want. <laughs> and then she's like, they're walking around naked, John. I'm like, okay, <laughs> then it's a need. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a need. When my poor daughter Emily, who's our fourth child, but probably the tallest one of all the kids right now. Uh, and her, her jeans just go down halfway down her, her, uh, calves. Oh, that's a Audrey. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, but she's so skinny. They still fit her waistline. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that is really yeah. hard. I, I'm glad that they sell clothes with short, regular and long to try to yeah. help with those situations. But, you know, I think you can control how much you're buying and how much you personally are bringing into the house. But it is a little bit of a challenge when um, here is an example, you know, when you've got relatives that um, he make brings things, that up in a book. Yeah. Yeah. That make things or want to gift you things all the time. And you want to be thankful. Yeah. And like show appreciation for those items that they, that they've crafted, that they've done. But there have been times I've said, we don't need any more stuff. Like just give your time, just share your time with them. Your time is worth more than like these other items. Um, So we have like some of the stuff that is just taking up space because we feel guilty to get rid of it. We feel guilty to donate it. See, that's, that's guilty to like, because someone put the effort into this and if they they come to my house, (laughs) they come to my house. They're like, where's that thing? I'm going to have to say, Oh, I misplaced it. Where did it go? No, no. I mean, it's at goodwill. Yeah. No, it's the thing. My mom will give us stuff that she doesn't want. It says, well, you can have this. Oh yeah. We don't get that. I tell my mom, no, I just (laughs) fly out and say, no, or we do take it and we get rid of it right away because it's like, it's like stuff that she doesn't want. I'm like, well, if you don't want it, mom, why, why would I want it? But you want to be polite and say, thank you, mom. We appreciate this. Cause she, she is a very giving and wonderful person. So, um, but it is what it is. I mean, for our kids, they don't get a lot of stuff to get a couple of checks, you know, for birthdays and stuff like that. Um, and, so, and so you it, would say thank you yeah. and then you would get rid of it. It depends who it's from. Yeah, well, I mean, most ninety percent of the time. Why, why does that matter? No, I don't know. <laughs> it depends if you. I mean, when you phrase that, if we need it or want it. I mean, or if the kids want it. Let me, let me, let me kind of go back here as I backtrack. So, 
So yeah, that new Ferrari that Uncle Frank was going to give me is I'm not going to get it now. <laughs> Uncle Frank and I have that Ferrari. We'll still take that. There's room in the garage for that. We can well, always we, make room for yeah, that. Yeah, we'll just we'll just regift the Ferrari. <laughs> hey Josh, <laughs> hey Josh, we don't want the Ferrari. Let's just regift and give it to to someone else. Obviously. Not that. No. Okay. Yeah, because we can't afford the insurance. That's that would be my first reaction. Like we're regifting this because I can't afford yeah, insurance on our Ferrari. How about the plates on that? I mean, yeah. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> no. But with Mandy, this the this is this is with Mandy is that she likes more experiences. Yeah. So and my kids like experiences as well, and that's something you don't have to worry about because you do the experience and it doesn't yeah. build up clutter. Right. I I'm different though. I like stuff. You like stuff. Yeah, but I'm like very what kind of stuff. But I'm 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 a very meticulous shopper. So I'll buy something like 15 times before I get the right thing I want. So like I bought this this cheap smartwatch because I have to do these exercises for Exodus 90. And I need to monitor my distance, and I bought like two or three of them. I got the one that <laughs> that's too expensive. That's like I had to buy shirts yesterday, and like it took me forever because I'm like I need to get a good deal. Oh hey, you know what? Yeah. Marty and I we never pay full price for anything. We yeah. haggle everything. Yeah. We even haggle twenty percent off our car. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. So are we? I think anyway, like we're so digressing. The, are we yes, digressing? We, we're de- we always do, but that's because we have such great conversations yes. between us. I hope all, all right. of you are enjoying yeah, them. Yeah, I know. Um, you know what? When it comes to clothes, though, I would say I have like the messy held room. On. He I, talks I, about the messy room. I think for yeah. me, what's been really difficult personally, like my stuff, mm-hmm. is that I know my weight has fluctuated a lot. Yeah. So it got to a point where I got tired of purchasing new clothes. So I started to take the clothes that no longer fit, put it into a Rubbermaid. And I've got that Rubbermaid in my closet. Yeah. And some people would say, With well, hopes that's... of losing weight. <laughs> yeah. Right? Or there's like the ones that forget... are bigger or it's the bigger clothes. Like if I ever go there again, I've got these clothes because I don't want to buy anymore. But anymore. then again, you forget you have it and you yes. go shopping. And this is the point where he makes like, yes. like you got to go through your stuff yeah. and, and you just either make a decision. Like if you haven't worn in a year, Get rid of it. I'm glad you said that. I think that applies to all things. If you haven't touched it, haven't used it, haven't played with it, haven't worn it in the last year, get rid of it. Yeah. But his point more in the book is when children are demanding things. And he talks a lot about advertising. And again, going this distinguishment between wants and needs and the the necessity of gratitude. I think that's one of the things that he really points out is teaching our children gratitude and like everyone gets a trophy for everything. He points that out as well. Like you get an, uh, an award for this, that, and the other thing. Participation. So one of the things he points out in the book is this understanding Mm -hmm. of like, like a toy in the McDonald's box. Like they did this experiment where some kids got toys and other kids did not. And of course the ones who didn't get toys in the McDonald's box pitched a fit. Um, you know, his attitude is like the kid doesn't need a toy. Like, points out uh he goes through this example of one of their kids read and he got all these racers or something like these little toys for reading mm-hmm. and um he finally gave all this stuff back he's like well, actually reading it's its own reward and i think that's a very good point is that oftentimes when a child does something hard and this goes back to 42 and i think this is his major point when a child does something hard we immediately give him some kind of cheese ball award like, here you go. Here's a, again, remember we talked about the dopamine. Here's a trophy. Here's a toy. Here's something because you read a book or you read a paragraph in a book or you did this or you get a cookie because you did this. And what it teaches the child is that 
the good things that we should be doing for its own sake has been reduced to a means to something else. So reading a book for its own sake now has become reduced to a means of achieving a cookie or a stamp or a sticker. And then when that sticker or stamp or cookie no longer fulfills you, then reading no longer becomes or has a purpose to it. And then people and kids stop reading. Whereas we teach children to pray, not because you want to, you know, be holy and, and be good at mass, because afterwards we'll take you to McDonald's, which we've done <laughs> when they were much younger. We've all done we've that. All or you that. get your donut. Right. You, you get, get your, your donut, donat, donat if you're quiet if you're and quiet. pay attention. But then mm-hmm. what happens after a while, what is that? And our kids did the same thing. The minute mass was over, can I have a donut? Okay. Or the minute during COVID that we no longer give out donuts. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> now what do you do? But but then, you know, you have to transition saying, you, you got something much better than a donut, kid. You got a, the Eucharist, okay? You know? <laughs> That's so. true. But, but don't you think, um, you know, as a parent, sometimes it gets difficult to, to put up with the, the tantrums and, yeah, I mean, you pick um, you a know, battle. Like I, ha- I, yeah, I mean, like, there's been times where I feel like I have to offer some type of, like, a reinforcement to get them to see the ways. Right. Um, you know, I have to do something. Hey, if you read these books, then right. I will take you out to eat. Yeah. Because you really need to learn how much reading can be enjoyable. I didn't realize that It's not enjoyable it for that. me because I'm dragging <laughs> you through this. Yeah, no, and that's, that's like, our, that's a perfect example. So when our kids were much younger... Uh, every, they would clean the house every night and they'd get a cookie. So we, we did that totally, the bribe theory, and it worked great for a while. But times we didn't have cookies, so we didn't have ice cream. And the kids were like, and we taught them immediately, like, no, like, you're going to do this anyway. like, and this is also the same with our salvation. Like, when we say we merit something or you know, we merited something by doing a good deed through Christ, Jesus... Or when Jesus says we merited something, we see this in the catechism. When we say the word merit, it's not that we've earned it, but yet because I did something and my heavenly father, or in this case, my children, me being the father, I kept my promise. I gave him an award. So cleaning the house is its own reward because you get to have a clean house. I, in addition to that, would emphasize that by giving him dessert every night and they clean the house. I was not obligated to do that, but I chose to do that because I love them and I gave them my word to do that. So in a sense, they understood the meaning of merit in the sense I cleaned the house, I merited a cookie, but they didn't exactly earn it because I could have said no. And there are nights I did say no. I was like, one, you didn't do a good job sometimes. Other times it was like, yeah, you did a great job, but guess what? I want you to, I want you, no, I didn't have any cookies, but also say, I want you guys to learn and transition to doing this not because of the cookie, but doing this because it's a good thing in of itself. And I want you to do it because you love me. And this is what often what you see even in the spiritual life. Jesus sometimes takes away the spiritual gifts so we can learn to love him and not the gift itself. So it's almost a parallel to the spiritual life in that sense. And we have to get weaned off of that. And the kids have learned to do that. So now, for the most part, every night the kids clean the house to do the dishes. We don't, some parents like say you have these jobs. We don't even do that because then it's like, well, that's your job. Well, that's your job. That's not my job. We've tried that. And now we're just like, look, we finished dinner. This house needs to be clean. Or the kitchen needs to be clean. Everyone's getting up except for mom and dad. Well, one of us who cooks sits down. The other parent gets up and cleans with the kids. 
Um, but everyone knows that when we're done, everyone is cleaning the kitchen. Wow. And, that, and that, that's what it is. <clears throat> or if there's dishes in the sink, I'll look like I'll pick a kid out of the blue who's sitting on the computer all day. I'm like, you've done nothing all day. You're putting the dishes away. You haven't done anything. You're doing the dishes. And they're very responsive to that because they know they haven't, they don't do it. They're not, not a lot's demanded from them. So yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, I was in the doctor's office. Oh, I don't know. The last time that I was in it, there was a, a sign on the wall and it said, if we tell our kids no, they will learn how to say no themselves. Exactly. And I love that quote. Every time I go to the doctor's office, I see this quote. And it's, and it's a nice encouragement for me as a parent because it's hard. I know the ads that my kids are seeing yeah. all over social media. And I know what their friends have. And I know the way that I grew up. I didn't have many things. And so I want to afford the ability for my kids to have some of the things that I yeah. wanted um, within reason. Not to get over, you know, crazy and to overdo it. But so you bought them the Ferrari? Yeah, <laughs> right. If I only had money for the Ferrari. <laughs> I mean, I see the kind of cars you guys drive. Well, hold on. This, this is not this kind of a podcast. Okay, John. <laughs> yes, my husband loves cars. And when he when he hit the 40s, he, he wanted a little bit of a toy and he bought himself a convertible. Oh, did he? I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh -huh. didn't see oh, you didn't see that one. That's been in the garage. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I didn't want the car. Um, um, but, you know, it just made him feel good about himself. And so he has that. He takes that out sometimes, you know, for fun. Anyway, that's not the point. Stop the tangents. Like this, <laughs> this episode is like random. The, the point is, is, um, you know, I know our kids are tempted and, and it is hard. There are many times I look back and I think, Murray and I were just having a conversation last night about, man, we screwed up. Look at, we did this and we did this all wrong. Why do we do this wrong? I mean, we were always evaluating our performance as parents. Mm -hmm. And and that's, it's, we're, we're hard on ourselves because of it. But um, but it, it's nice to see messages like that and to be encouraged and uplifted by others to be able to say no. You know, to say to the kids, I'm sorry, I know you want that, but that's a want and that's not a need. You know, what I want you to do is I want you to save that money so when you get to college, I don't have to take out a big enough loan <laughs> right. to, to pay but, for but you to go. Is, the point is when you can say yes, that's when the gratitude and appreciation comes yeah. in. If it's a yes to everything, then there's, that's this point too, is that there, then there's no gratitude. It becomes a demand and that fits and everything else. So the other chapter, since we have a few minutes, the chapter yeah. before he talks about the TV. Right. And you just go through, he goes through a bunch of uh, uh, statistics and stuff like that. Um, and I think most parents know about TVs. And it's funny, my kids don't watch TV because they're always on the screen time, which is another point. Like TV time has gone down because everyone's on. They just replaced it. Yeah, replaced it. With a different it. screen. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not like things are getting better. But. Right. I mean, his, his disposition is basically they earn TV time like everything else. And you can do that now. So if you want to watch a show, you have to do a chore and they keep track of all that, which I, I totally agree with. I think that's actually a better way of doing TV than anything else. But for us, it's like trying to keep track of that is that is hard. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it with five kids. If, if it was all and then how how on earth, like we have one giant flat screen TV in the room. What am I going to do is like, OK, you have 30 minutes to watch this show, but I got to keep everyone out. So everyone stay out of this room. No <laughs> one come into this room because you watch Josh's show. So yeah. you don't get any more yeah. time. So no one, no one can. <laughs> nope. Sorry. Here's I'll put the like the do not cross tape yeah. like, in the living room. Like you can't cross that exactly. line. Exactly. But with kitchens and the way houses are designed, <laughs> everything's just open space. So it's, yeah, so. and maybe one of our listeners has an idea to that yeah. situation um, that they want to post a picture of what they do or something. But 
but yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a difficult thing to manage. If they're all on their devices and using apps, you can control the screen time. You can set limits on yeah. the app. I mean, you can take the phone. Yeah, you could do that too. Yeah. You could just take the phone. Or you could just say, hey, it's shut down. You know, you're yeah. turned off. That's it's what not, we do. It doesn't we just, work anymore. Yeah, between 12 and 3.30, there's no screen time on the yeah. computers. Right? Like we just turn off the Wi-Fi basically for... Or you could set... Yeah, I think in the end of the chapter, he mentioned a couple of other things yeah. you could do, like no TV after eight yeah. or um, or once you get your homework done, you can watch one show or something like yeah. that. You know what? I will tell you that doesn't even work because like my kids will be like, oh, yeah, my homework's done. Blah, blah, blah. And then like after they watch the show, they're like, I'm going to go work on my homework. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> You just you just said well, you didn't have well, any homework. Why this I forgot. Is this is Sonic. Why well, I, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that I had to write a two hundred and fifty word essay. I forgot that I totally I, lied to your face. Yeah, I <laughs> serious kids are manipulative. They are like the biggest white collar criminals that are out there in the world. I will tell you right now, be on guard all the time. <laughs> I could write a book about the antics that my kids have like passed through us. Yeah. Um, but he talks about ratings in there. And I know that you in your household, you have a policy about the ratings. Yeah. I mean, we, I, as our kids were getting older and, and, and as I watched more rated R movies, I'm like, I'm losing, I, I have to go to confession for this. And like, it's sin is sin. Yeah. So whether it's PG 13 rated R G sin is sin. So I'm like, you know, for me to be, foolish enough to think like well my this is a sin so my kids shouldn't watch this you know rated r movie because of gore or blood or violence or sex or whatever because it's going to influence them to sin i'm like how is that going to it's going to affect me the same way like it's not like i'm immune to this stuff so i realized oh i'm not immune to this stuff either so yeah. you know for the most part i don't think manny and i watch rated r movies i have no desire or m movies um you know, and because it's always the same thing. It's always the same argument. Well, you know, overall it's good, but the, you know, there's only one bad scene. I'm like, well, yeah, but that ruins the whole film too for me too, because you're thinking, when, when's the bad scene coming up? Um, obviously, there's good stuff out there like Pureflex and stuff that people can watch, which I think is great, and I think it's a better way of handling this stuff because a lot of times there might be good movies with just one stupid scene in there. Yeah, just thrown in there to make it. <laughs> I remember a time when when all Disney movies were G. Yeah, and then I remember when it started to shift and change, and how the ratings were fluctuating. Mm -hmm. I also feel like there's not really, even though they claim there is, there's not really a standardization on the ratings, because there will be a movie that's rated R, mm -hmm. but it has no sexual innuendos, right. no um, but, intimate scenes. Right. It's just the choice of the language that they're using. Right. So it's, it's, it's adult all, language. Yeah. And there's, and the violence that they have is like uh, two guys got into a fist fight. Right. And that was it. Yeah. And there was like no weapons, right. but it was still R. Right. And so it, that's, it's really hard. I feel like to and then you have stuff judge a PG, film based on its rating. Well, you have stuff that's PG and you know what they're putting on the subliminal exactly. messages and the advertisement oh, yeah. and you know, the, they're changing the culture with the whole thing. So, I mean, you know, the, all the subtleties, like the innuendos, and you just get frustrated but, because you're like, why did you put that stuff in there? You didn't have to put that stuff in there. Like, it, it could have been a great film without that. Yeah, it's like the, I mean, but it's like he says, it's the fog coming yeah. in and coming through the cracks. I, I love the movies that Devon Franklin um, always, that he produces from Hollywood. And if you have never heard the story of Devon Franklin, I, I think it's a phenomenal one to read and to learn more about. Uh, but basically, you know, he was like interning and, and an assistant at 
had a big production studio and um, he had to set parameters with them. Some things like, I am not going to work on the Sabbath, so I'm just not working. And they're like, okay. And he thought he was going to get fired because he said that. And then when he created his own studio, he made sure that all the films that he does Mm -hmm. glorifies God. And it doesn't, you know, cause or tempt anyone into sin. And I think that's really bold that he did that and how we all need to kind of do more things like that as well. Uh, but we I've, need to support stuff like that. You know, we, we were talking in the pre-show about, <laughs> yeah, right. We were talking in the pre-show just about, like, when you go back and look at some of the shows we watched as kids. Yeah. And I didn't see the messages yeah. then. Like, I didn't I didn't notice those innuendos yeah. when I was a kid. But as an adult, it's like screaming at me, like, oh, my, I can't believe that Michael J. Fox said that. You know, like, yeah. did that really happen? Or in Growing Pains, uh, you know, all yeah. these shows. I mean, they had it, too. I just don't feel like it was as um, as outward as it is today. Yeah, it's more explicit. Yeah, but yeah, because we become de- because we watched that junk twenty thirty years ago, so it doesn't bother us anymore because we're used to it. So when it becomes explicit. We're like, ah, it's just more of the same. Yeah, but for our kids, it's not. So I was happy when um, my daughter was still watching Sophia the First, the cartoon, oh, like really? <laughs> years beyond. Yeah, my kids still watch elementary school days. Yeah, I mean, still, they, (laughs) yeah, they watch. (laughs) And, you know, and I'll encourage the Hallmark channels because Hallmark is great. Very, and like you said, Pure Flix, there are some good options out there, but. Uh, Formed, formed formed.org. I need to kick back (laughs) to that. But they do have good stuff on there. Like if you have a Roku or Apple TV, you can watch good Catholic movies on Formed with your family. Um, the, The hard part is, I don't know how much the kids are entertained because. Yeah, and this is this is always the joke with like Christian movies and stuff because they always seem kind of cheesy and stuff like that. But that's the hard part. I mean, sin is is yeah, sin is attractive. <laughs> sin sin can be more attractive well, than you know, than. I just uh, I, I want I like modern movies and shows. Oh, do you? And what I mean by that is like the quality of the film. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're getting the, better. the language. Yeah, they're getting I'll definitely better. Say they're getting better. And I would love more Catholic shows and movies or Christian ones that just are modern. They get the current things that yeah. are happening in the culture so yeah. people can assimilate more yeah. easily. Because right now I feel there's a big jump, a big leap between like what I will watch on Formed versus mm-hmm. what I'm experiencing today. That's a big. Oh, I agree. Because you're know, watching like, a lot of the Saints and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. So I think that would be really nice to... So there's a challenge for anybody out there who works in movies and TV production that that would be really nice. But if you have suggestions on parameters that you use at home, that would be great to share with others because I really haven't found anything that works for us. I really haven't. And I've been honestly exhausted raising teenagers to even keep up with any of it. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't even care anymore about TV. I never should Are you watching the Super Bowl? Well, see, I'm not even watching this. Well, mainly because I'm from well, New England, so I'm a Patriots <laughs> fan. And watching Tom Brady play for a different team is like your, your ex girlfriend breaking up and then having to see her <laughs> new boyfriend. Like you just feel so awkward and embarrassed. Okay, well, so. this is this is airing after the Super Bowl because oh, we it? we record okay. on Fridays. That's right. And then we air this on Tuesdays. Yeah, so just for I can't watch time. the Super Bowl because it's folks. like watching my ex with another person and. Not to have a crush on him or anything like that. I I love the the humorous commercials that are during the Super Bowl. Um, But you know that even that even that's becoming all political now. It is true. I mean, even that's getting ruined. 
It is. Um, I, you know, I love a good game. I love it when the the teams are like at very yeah, equal. It's gonna be a. There's good been game. a couple times in the Super Bowl where the teams really like. There's a big oh, yeah, separation between skill. Yeah. And like it was, when the Patriots played any team, they just crushed them. I mean, like why <laughs> you just stop watching yeah. in like the first quarter. Yeah. But I like a great game. It's a nail biter, and you're on the edge of the couch like until yeah. the final second of the fourth quarter. Yeah. So hopefully it's a game like that. We'll find out and talk about that next yeah. week. <laughs> well, I gave all that up for Exodus 90, so. Oh, um, boy. I'm not disappointed right now. It's way better I don't watch it. <laughs> Plus, it's like, I mean, it's a, it's a weird season. Like, there's no one in the stands or anything like that. So it's just, I don't know. It's just weird watching Well, no, it. there are people in the stands. A couple of them. But, like, they had them. They're, they're all spaced out. Six yeah, feet it's just not the same. <laughs> like, that's what they do now. Like you kind of feel like you have your own party, really, when no, you're in the stands. I yeah. feel like. I can only imagine because those stadium seats are skinny no, you, and you, always, you you feel squished when you're there. Right. But like to see that it's just your party and you've got all this room. Yeah. I mean, it feels like you're in like a private skybox. But you have the fake, like they have the fake the food sound. And drinks. Like they have the fake sound of the, of the fans. Like you ever notice that? <laughs> no, they did in the beginning yeah. of the season. Yeah. But they had the empty, the empty stadium and then like so you bad. hear the people cheering. I'm like, there's no one cheering. And it's just. I thought it was really funny when they chose. Um, which sound effect to use in yeah. different parts of the game because there oh, are times. Oh, no. Yeah, like, I, yeah, yeah, like who yeah. are you really cheering for? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, just the sound guy. Oh, whatever. Okay. Well, people probably turned this off by now because we're pretty much done, I guess. Oh, don't say that. I don't think so. Anyway, well, <laughs> it's time to- thank, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We are going to be wrapping up the book study next week. So we hope you've been following along and have been enjoying that. John and I are still making a decision on what we're going to do going forward. But uh, next week, we're talking about the circles of influence and how to stand strong. So kind of going out on a high note, how can we be warriors in this world with our kids? But uh, thank you for listening to Stuck in the Cry Room. Uh, we hope to connect with you on the other side. God bless.